Welcome back to the Can't Lose Show. I'm your host, Trent. And it's your boy, Josh. Man, you guys know it's a 49er podcast. It wasn't our week, but we'll get into that in a little bit. You guys already know we have a whole segment towards the 49ers. Yeah. Let's get into what we learned from week six besides our 49ers stuff right now. So uh, we got a couple of uh, apologies to hand out. Yeah, we do. So okay. let's start with not necessarily a super apology because... You know, since last season, we've been riding for the Detroit Lions. We have. This is a Niners podcast, but we we ride for the Lions. Check check our 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 podcast, and I know we didn't start video last year, but even in our YouTube videos this year, we've given them credit. Like yeah, for sure. On them. But go ahead and every top five we've done in the past three weeks, throw the Lions on there. Yeah. Offense, defense, overall team. You can put them in our top threes. Like, yeah, they belong up there in all of them. And our bad. They're balling right now. Dan Campbell is the man. Jared Goff is the man. I mean, put Dan Campbell in for coach of the year. Yeah, so my bad, Detroit. Let me start off with a second apology. <laughs> Browns defense. We did top five defenses two weeks ago. We did top six, too. I can't remember. There was a six one for sure. Yeah, and we did not have them in at all. They have been statistically the best since 1971, and they weren't in our top six. So, <laughs> Browns, they have a legit defense. I don't know how we skipped them. Obviously, what makes you uh, throw them in there this week? <laughs> um, You guys held a powerful offense <sighs> to a minimum. But, I'm never going to put the Niners down too much, so. Just leave it at that. Browns fans enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah. Because um, it's the Browns. Yeah, exactly. You never know when it's going to be the Browns again, you know? Exactly. Um, one thing we wanted to do this week, guys, um, for you guys and for ourselves, we love doing top five lists. We found that to be one of our favorite parts of our show. Um, we're going to do top five QBs to start off our show. Yes, sir. Um, I'll be straight with you guys. We have five of five of the same quarterbacks. But different order. Yep. So we're gonna give you the list and why. Who's your five? My five or starting. Or your number five. My number five. I'm gonna throw in there Josh Allen at number five. He's been balling, but he's made some very questionable decisions. He's had some, you know, shaky games, but okay. he's still Josh Allen. He's. I think he's like number two in touchdowns or tied for a second or something like that in touchdowns. He has 13 touchdowns. So. Okay, he's third. Yeah, but he's also got six interceptions. So. Okay. Um, number five for me, I'm going Brock Purdy. Um, Damn. I wish I was able to put him higher on my list. Um, but going over the stats, and when I'm making this, I, I got to go off stats. Like, there's some There's some variables that you don't have to go off stats, but... Purdy comes in at number five on my list. He's has a 67% completion percentage, 10 TDs, one interception. If he had his TDs a little higher, I definitely would put him higher. And then his yards is down, but, I mean, his team runs the ball very efficiently, so I could see why. But, yeah, that's my number five. Yeah, I got Purdy at my number three. But before we get to that, my number four is Patrick Mahomes. I mean. Okay. That's my number four, too, actually. There's definitely some guys with stats that are better, a little bit better. Okay. But, I mean, it's just Mahomes. And 
he hasn't had the most help this season. No, he hasn't. I, I mean, mean, he's still performing very well. And though. his defense has helped him a lot, but yeah. 11 tutties, 68% completion percentage, 5 interceptions, and 1,593 1, passing yards. I mean, still looks very nice on paper. Yeah. Um, but that was both of our number fours. Your number three, you said it was pretty, right? Yep. Why do you, why do you have him higher, lower? Like So I got him above these guys. He has less passing yards, less touchdowns than both of them, less completion percentage than both of them. Okay. But I don't know. It's just the decision-making. The That one interception, that stat right there stands out a lot to me. Yeah. You think about seasons where, like, Aaron Rodgers, he threw, what was it, like, I forget how many touchdowns, and, and it was, like, less than five interceptions in a season, and he did it, like, twice. No other quarterback has done it twice, and it's only, like, four quarterbacks have ever done it. And it's just yeah, throwing one interception in the first six weeks, that's Huge. big time. Yeah, that and is. He threw it against the best defense right now, and, mm-hmm. I mean, I still got him up there. It's just the decision making that was what I like about Purdy. He makes okay. I feel like he makes a lot of good decisions and he doesn't make a lot of bad ones. Okay. So an opposite to that, at number three, I have Josh Allen. And you said in yours that he wasn't hired because of some of the interceptions, decision making. I put him a little higher because his yardage is up more, almost by two hundred yards. As a quarterback, I love taking chances. At the beginning of the year, it's the best time to take those chances. You get comfortable with certain throws and realize what throws you can't have later in the season. So he's doing it now rather than finding <laughs> out later. You like you don't even believe that shit yourself, bro. This fool is smiling. Boy, if you don't, he has the most interceptions on this list. Six interceptions, bro. I'm, I, I'm not even a Josh Allen hater. I got him on my top five. I'm trying to make my point valid because that <laughs> interception point you brought up right now for Purdy is so powerful, and I didn't even think about that one you're bringing it up. So I was just trying to figure <laughs> out what it just found. Nah, but for sure. I mean, Josh Allen is Josh Allen. And, I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes. So if you put them both above Purdy, yeah, it makes sense. They're all um, interchangeable, like we said. Yeah, that's I agree. Um, number two, and honestly, never expected this on my list this coming into this year. Yeah. He yeah, was kind of on the hot seat for a quarterback. Like, they were thinking if it is a down year, we could get someone next year or trade for someone. And that's Jared Goff. Jared Goff, man. Been balling. Another balling. guy with, he's the second least interceptions on this list with three. Yeah. So, I mean. 69% completion percentage, 1,618 yards, second most. Yeah. Um, statistically, in-game, on paper, I mean, and I don't know why I said that. That's like double standard. But in-game and statistically, he's mm. been bowling. Like, the, the throws he's making, the way he controls the game, he is playing like one of the top quarterbacks in our league. And that's why we have him at number two. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. And number one... Um, Guy's been balling. Balling, dude. I don't know if it's the jiu-jitsu before or what, <laughs> but, hey, maybe maybe it translated. Um, and that's Tua. I'm not going to butcher his last name, but. Yeah. Um, he has 71% completion percentage, 14 TDs, 5 interceptions, and 1,876 passing yards. It's a little higher on the interceptions than um, we'd like at this point in the season. Mm. But 
he is releasing the ball a lot more than most, and it shows in the yardage. Yeah, and it shows in the attempts. And he still has seventy-one completion percentage. I mean, he's leading the league in touchdowns and yards. So yeah, and I mean, yeah, he has Tyreek and Waddle and McDaniel calling the plays, even Mostert throwing the ball too, and it helps when you're handing it off to him and he's scoring three touchdowns. And yeah, it's open up the playbook. He's balling and he's doing what he's supposed to. People say the same thing about Purdy, but. They're doing what they're supposed to. Yeah, but and to give us our, or give you guys our list fast. Yeah. And so we could clip it, <laughs> and then you guys could go back and watch on YouTube. Josh, your top five quarterbacks as right now, heading into Week Seven of the NFL. I'm gonna go at number one, Tua Tagovailoa. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. Number one, Tua. Number two, Jared Goff. Number three, Brock Purdy. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. And rounding it out at number five, Josh Allen. Okay, okay. My top five quarterbacks heading into week seven are number one, Tua. Number two, Jared Goff. Number three, Josh Allen. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. And number five, Brock Purdy. Bang, bang, Niner gang. He will Don't be say number that. one. Don't say that after putting him at five. He will be number one. That's like honorable mention, bro. No, I'm just kidding. We can't be biased on here. Yeah. No. Uh, we will be, though. <laughs> All right. Um, that was actually a pretty little fun quarterback segment right there. Yeah. Um, let's jump into – or not jump into. Let's look back at our week six picks. I'm um, talking about our dogs, matchups, games. Um, you guys know – thank you for listening last week. So you already know who we picked as our dogs and stuff. Let's just review it and see if we hit. Yeah. I'm tell them, did you hit this time? Uh, Justin Herbert. It was my dog last week, as you guys know. Um, he went 22 for 37, 225 passing yards, two TDs, one interception. And I was kind of thinking, oh, that, like that's pretty good. But watching that game on prime time, you cannot end the game in the final drive while you're trailing, chasing that last touchdown with an interception. And for that reason... He is not a dog. Yeah, this week. yeah. You can't expect dog of the week and then do that. You have to come. You, when you the lights finish. turn bright, you gotta finish. Yeah, you gotta finish. Uh, my dog of the week, Stefan Diggs. I mean, he didn't have the touchdowns like we wanted, but man, ten catches, double digit receptions for a hundred okay. yards. You can never complain at a receiver yeah. for that. He, he was moving the part. chains and he was doing his thing. So okay, I don't know. Uh, dog of the week is so like it has to just go crazy. So I would. Say, I'm gonna say it's a. I'm gonna say it's a miss. Oh, but ten catches for a hundred yards. Okay, you know how like dog of the week's like a big bad dog. I think he's just like dog. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. It's not yeah. a miss. And Justin Herbert was not dog. You can't turn over the ball. That pick, man. Um. All right, matchups. My matchup, uh, Tyreek Woolen and uh, Devin Witherspoon versus Jamar Chase. And I was talking to you about this before the show. I think it kind of was a split on Jamar Chase did have six receptions for 80 yards, which is nice. Yeah. But I'd like to see a, a touchdown on that stat. And then uh, Tyreek and uh, D- Devin Witherspoon, they combined for four pass breakups. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one a split on this. I don't think... A, one of them won the matchup. So, what about yours? Uh, I was looking through the stats, and it said Tariq Woolen, the other corner. His name just said Reek Woolen. I went, did he change his name already? He just got to the league. You know, I saw that too. 
But I'm like, there's maybe they just don't have enough space on the. So they don't put the beginning of his name. <laughs> oh no! Hey, if we're wrong, sue us. Oh no! Yeah, but all right. So I mean, it was a good matchup, though. I mean, four pass deflections from your DBs, and then six receptions for 80 yards. That was probably a good matchup to watch. My matchup: another receiver versus DB, and another. DMP did not play. Fuck. Sauce Gardner. And I said you could throw in Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner didn't play. No, they didn't. And I think we texted about that right when it right when they alerted. Which so, another sucks. one for me. But AJ Brown did his thing. He had seven catches for 131 yards. Devontae Smith had like four catches or something for like forty yards, but he had like a lot of targets. I think he had like 11 targets or something like that for like four catches. So he struggled. He had a drop or whatever, but yeah. yeah. If you guys are ever wondering why we have some of those misses of did not play um, tight deal, we are recording on Tuesday nights most of the time. So think about that. That's five days before Sunday football, two days before Thursday night. Like injuries do happen throughout the week or we think someone's going to progress and they they didn't they didn't so sorry if um, we have those but hey it would have been a great match yeah I'm trying not to uh, do that on guys that are questionable anymore <laughs> yeah but we'll just leave it to that guy such a nice matchup and you can't I know leave it out. you can't help it um all right games last week my Saints Texans game was my one of my games um the Texans defense looked strong in that game they held the Saints and. It was a nice game again by C.J. Stroud. Yes, sir. And we wanted to put him on our top five quarterbacks. It's just he's knocking at the door. Um, he did throw his first pick, however. But as a rookie, all the way to week six. Wasn't that against the Falcons, though? Was it? I think so. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I th- anyway. Whatever. Either way, he he's playing so efficient. He's playing to his abilities. He's not trying to be someone he's not. And he's looked nice over there. And, I mean, the Texans got the dub. So, what about your team? D'Amico, dude. D'Amico's doing not too bad over there in Houston. Uh, My game, just like your matchup, Seattle versus Cincy. I had Cincy pointed out. I thought it was going to be a big game for their offense. Like, I thought it was going to be a big game for everyone. Joe Burrow was going to heat up. I mean, they got the job done. They got another yeah. win, and they're on, they're in the win column again, which is huge for them, especially in the NFL. I mean, a win's mm-hmm. a win, so especially off their start. Yeah, but that that matchup, Spoon and uh, Reek Woolen, I guess now Reek Woolen versus Chase. I mean, you got T Higgins over there, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good game. I thought it was gonna be a high scoring, but defenses did their jobs. Yeah. Um. The other game. Eagles versus Jets. Thank you, Coach Robert Sala. Dude, he's looking out. He's still looking out. <laughs> oh, let's go. Hey, what an upset over there. Like, I understand you guys are going to be now fighting, ready to comment. Well, the Niners lost too. Okay, we're talking about the damn Eagles-Jets game right now. So. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah. No one expected the Jets to win. Because their offense has been horrendous. Zach Wilson hasn't got it going. But you got to realize, the Jets' defense is a top defense in the league. Yeah. Like, when you put stress on Jalen Hurts and make him play 
to someone Jalen Hurts isn't, that's the result you're going to get right there. Like, and he looked like he didn't know what he was doing. And he's a top quarterback in the league. Like, he's a top 10 quarterback, and they made him look silly. Yeah. So they three, did the job. Three picks on when the two starting corners are out as well. Yeah. But, I mean, everyone has those games. People are talking crazy about Jalen Hurts right now. I don't think I don't think no, there's no panic, panic button. Yeah. It, everyone has an off game, and that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cowboys Chargers was my other game, and um, it went back and forth. And like I hit on earlier about Justin Herbert, he didn't deliver when the lights were bright, or he didn't deliver when the lights were bright, and Dak did. Dak had a bounce back game. He actually played very, very well um, throughout majority of the game, and he was able to lead his team down the field for the final drive, um, and they won. So I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't want to hype up the Cowboys too much. Yeah, forget about it. Uh, is it time? <sighs> it's time. You know, like that um, the one announcer. It's time. <sighs> Insert clip. We'll use it. We're not that big yet. So, um, all right, let's roll. Um, 49er segment. Let's do it. It's got to be a, it can't be that hyped up. It's not time like that today, dude. First L of the season. Okay, but let's look at some positives first. All right, all right, all right. I want to get the negative out of the way. You guys want negative? All right, you guys want negative. All right, I, I felt you guys' pressure on the screen, so um, let's do negatives first. Oh, yeah. I, Go ahead. I just want to get it out the way, man. I mean, it hurts, dude. That Browns defense dominated. I've never seen – I haven't seen a team in that long do that to our offense. Yeah, dude, they bullied us. After that first drive, I mean, we marched down the field, and I was hyped. I was like, uh-oh, yeah. the Browns are in for one. But – Wow, they picked it up. They adjusted after that first drive, and they were all over our backfield all game. They were swarming. Our O line could not stop them. Trent Williams had his worst blocking grade game in his entire NFL career against Miles Garrett, Damn. which is a beast. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but it's also Trent Williams. He he doesn't give those to the star players. Yeah. Um, their defense, they they were the superior. Yeah part of the game like and when we have opportunities we find a guy open and then we have drops it just it hurts you can't manage an offense when you're second and 10 and you have a completion for 15 what would be a completion for 15 yards hits him in the hands drop he's arguably up for wide receiver one top in the league you're not going to keep that title if you're dropping balls like that yeah. It just can't happen. Yeah. I mean, it w- I'm just going to be, you know, the- I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because the weather. Dog. The weather. Okay. That's the only. Nah, but I feel you. He needs to catch those passes because it's not just this game. Yeah. It's not just the rain game. It's happened before, but he is a dog and he'll yeah. bounce back. Um, There's things we need to tighten up. And even on, on the defensive side, we got beat too much. Um, they're finding holes in our defense. Some guys were just flat out getting beat. And one of our quarter corners took to Instagram, and he said, 
like, yeah, I got to be better, you know? And it, Who was it, Demo? Demo, yeah. Yeah. And he got, he got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not Amari Cooper kind of went off. And, right. um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too negative on our own team, so let's get back into the positives. Yeah, yeah? let's do it. Fair do. Fred Warner, masterful performance again. Another pick. Another pick, adding to the stats. If he wants to play defense, if he wants to be defensive player of the year, he's going to have to add to those stats. Yeah, every week, every week he's got to do it. Yeah, and like, there's if there's one player, I go into each week like, okay, I know he's gonna have a good game. Like I'm not too worried about one that one guy. It has to be him now. Yeah, like he is truly the cornerstone of our defense. Like everything goes through him. Yeah. And he's just setting up our whole team to be in the right spot. So that's one of my bright spots. What's one of yours? I mean, just that, just the fact that when we were struggling and back against the wall, I know we missed the field goal, but just the fact that Purdy got it together and drove it down the field and got us into position to win, mm-hmm. that made me feel a lot better. He missed some throws and – he had some little <laughs> slip out of his hands, you know, and some mishaps, but I think he made up for it, and, oh, man. I know the haters still hating after that game that he had, his first interception of the entire season, but he made up for it on that last drive in my eyes. Agreed. Um, and what a lot of people don't know, well, maybe they do know if you paid enough attention, is, and I'm not making this an excuse why we lost, because they, the Browns earned it. They played better. Um, but we were also down three or two key offensive players in that final drive. You don't have Chris McCaffrey, which is a lot of his checkdowns. He loves throwing those checkdowns to him. And then you have Debo Samuel, who's arguably one of the best yards after the catch. A fucking wrecking ball. And you don't have him. And he's still able to piece together with Ayu, Jawan, uh, what's his name? Ray Ray. Ray Ray. And Elijah or... Um, J.P. Mason. Exactly. So not your typical star players and still able to get us in field goal range. Um, and like Fred said, he's not going to put the game on Moody, but also as a fan's perspective, right, we did spend the third round pick. It's going to be a growing pain. Um, our last kicker just happened to be one of the best for the longest of times in the NFL. So it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve for all of us. For Moody and game experience and as a fan... We, you know, we were blessed for so long. Yeah. And, I mean, don't give up on Moody yet either, yeah. dude. He's made the 57-yarder. He's made multiple over He was 9 50. for 9 going into the game. Like, yeah. he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. Um, I That's all I have for this past game. Let's, I want to get a fresh let's start mo- and let's get move into on. the game. Yeah, let's move on. Let's, let's jump right into arguably, well, arguably, why did I say arguably? Primetime football. We're going Monday night football. What a time to bounce back in front of everyone and be like, all right, shut up. We are the real deal. Yeah. Put us back at number one on your power rankings. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, we need a big bounce back game. And I think the guy that's going to have the biggest bounce back game, you're going to look to Purdy and Ayuk to have a game just like that week one game against the Steelers. Okay. I'm having. I'm calling Ayuk for at least eight catches and 120 yards or so and another two touchdowns. Okay. I like that. Um, big, big week for him. He, you know, he's mad at those drops. Yeah, he, 
He's not one that takes his failure lightly. Most guys in the NFL don't. So I kind of expect that, and I was kind of leaning that way. But due to I want some to say something else and not be on the same exact as you, I'm actually thinking George Kittle. Mm. Why? George Kittle ran like 23 routes, I think he said. He got the ball once. So I think he's going to force his way to find a way open and get the ball delivered. Um, And I think he'll just prove to everyone that, you know, he's the best tight end. So you think Kittle's going to have a game? I think Ayuk's going to have a game. Why not both? Yeah, why not? Let Brock throw four touchdowns. And, you know, get right back on the horse, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, on defense, I think it's a great opportunity. I know no Justin Jefferson, but Kirk Cousin ha- has been dealing. Let's go stop a quarterback that's been doing good. Yeah. You know, I know the record doesn't show that, but his stats do. And I want our, I want our defense to get comfortable because he's going to take shots. So let's let's go shut them down. Yeah, and you know... Just like how the Cowboys are saying they had the number one defense and the Niners took it personally and wanted to prove that they had that number one defense. Now it's the same thing. The Browns feel like they had that number one defense. I know they're not playing the Browns, but they just played them. And they're feeling that loss. They're feeling that defense. Yeah. They want to go prove themselves. So I like that. The defensive line is going to get after it. But I think go to the other side too, the O-line. They gotta redeem themselves. Uh, they gotta redeem themselves. A lot of people are talking. Was, even before this game, I saw on some pages that our biggest flaw was our O line. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be coming for revenge, and yeah. I think there's gonna be some beautiful holes for McCaffrey, Mitchell, Mason, whoever's carrying the ball. Yeah, I agree. Um, you got Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. Um, they're arguably pro. They're pro bowlers this year so far statistically. Um, you got to have our other three step up, though. Um, you can't just have two strong, right? Mm-hmm. So if they piece it all together, they're playing in sync, they, they'll they do their part where McCaffrey – just give McCaffrey the, the gap, you know, and he'll hit it full speed. Yeah, even Mitchell, dude, when he's playing, he's proved he's, he's a dog. He runs downhill and he'll get the yards after contact and yeah, he can do it too. And J.P. Mason, dude, I'm comfortable with whoever's carrying the rock as long as our offense is uh, making at least a little hole for them. Yeah, well, guys, uh, let's jump ahead. Wait, wait, wait. You know how you said the D-line has to step up this week and yeah. they're going to ball out, get after that quarterback? I think something crazy is going to happen. I got, you know our all-star lineup, Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, newly added Randy Gregory, who already added a sack and a couple tackles for loss. Yeah. And Drake Jackson. I think they all get a sack. Why not? Why not? Maybe Let's even throw maybe even throw Warner in there with a sack. Greenlaw if he's back healthy. You know like one of those games where your team has like double digit sacks? Why not this week? Why not? Alright. Let's uh get into look ahead to next week, week seven being in the NFL. But, guys, got a little special guest, so let's uh, let him join in, and we'll get right to it. Yes, sir. Alrighty, guys. Um, I want to welcome our guest, Jace. Thank you for joining. Um, you. It's been a little progress to get you on, right? I think we pushed it back two weeks or so. 
Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Sir. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Um, guys, we are at our look ahead point in the week, um, where we like to pick our dogs. So we'll let you get it kicked off with your dog of the week since you're our guest. All right. My dog of the week. There's so many good games this week. Um, you know, I think you guys are, I could go a nine, a niner player here, but you know, I think McCaffrey's <laughs> out or I think for sure he would have a field day against the Vikings. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I think my dog of the week for this week, this one's questionable, but I'm going to say he has a bounce back game. I'm going to take Herbert. Ooh. I love Justin Herbert. Okay. I'm a big fan of him. I think coming into uh, Arrowhead, it's going to be a good game. Um, I, I believe it's the game of the week. So yeah, I, I like that matchup. I think he's always played well against the Chiefs. It's always a one-score battle. And, you know, this Chiefs team, in my opinion, compared to previous years, the offense isn't looking as good, but their defense is looking really good. But I feel like Herbert can have a bounce-back game, so I'm, I'm yeah. picking Herbert. This is their first uh, – well, not their first big test. They played the Lions, like, first game of the season without Kelsey. But this is their first big – oh, I guess that's defense, though. But this is the Chiefs' defensive test against the fucking Chargers with the strong quarterback, Herbert. I mean, yeah, and Herbert's that's got, a good pick. Herbert's got to bounce back. I picked him as my dog of the week last week, and I didn't give him dog worthy. Even though his stats were nice, he just – he threw the pick at the final drive. And that just eliminates the dog. So I really like your pick, and I could see that happening, yeah. especially because it's it's against the Chiefs, like divisional game. Yeah, that's a big game. Stakes are high on that one. Josh, your dog now. My dog of the week this week. I'm going with. I hate to do it. I've done this a couple weeks. I've picked some of our rivals' players, but I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup this week. I mean, Matthew Stafford's favorite target. And you know TJ Watt's gonna be coming after him quick, and he's just gonna be getting rid of it to his favorite guy, Cup. Uh, I think it's gonna be all game. I think he's gonna have like an absurd stat line, double digit catches for sure, probably plus twelve. Like I don't know, he's just he's gonna be the guy. I like that pick. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I like that pick because with Kyron Williams being out, um, I feel like oh, this yeah. year in particular, they've kind of been a run first team. So now with him out, they're gonna be passing a lot more. That's actually a really good pick. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, and you know TJ Watt's going to be getting after him, so he's going to have to get rid of it quick. Yeah, and one thing I love about Cooper Cup this year is he came off the IR, right? And there was no, like, slow play, get him amped up. He's been go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, the first, like, so, he got, like, four catches in a row on the first yeah. drive. If you're saying, like, that's an amp up, what's he going to do this weekend? So, that's perfect pick right there. For sure. So, what's your uh, dog of the week this week? My dog of the week for week seven is Amon Ra St. Brown. He's going to play in Baltimore this week against the Ravens. And it's just, I think the Lions are such a complete team. We have them high on our power rankings now. Um, and if we didn't before, like we said in the beginning of the show, Sorry, like they're they're up there, and in order for them to win this game, Amara has to do his thing. For so sure. I'm thinking eleven ca or eleven catches, 140 yards, and two TDs. So that's my stat for him. That's a stat. Love it, right. love it. Hell yeah! I mean, he definitely needs a game because you know the the Ravens they've got the linebackers of Quan Smith and Patrick Queen. Yeah, so that run game is gonna be tough, but. 
Amon is going to have to get going if they want to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that pick. I think Jared Goff has had a super, super good year. He's looking like his first couple years, like he looked on the Rams yes. when they let, when they went to the Super Bowl. So I, I love that pick. I, lo- I love what the Lions are doing. You know, I, I still believe this might be a hot take, but I think they're the most underrated team in the league right now, and they're not getting talked about enough. I yeah, think they need their right now I'd probably put them second in the NFC after the Niners. I would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, too. I, yeah that's what we talked about pre-show, actually. Yeah. We were trying to figure out, like, where they fit in the NFL, and I still think the Niners are up there. Yeah, we're coming off a loss. But I I see it, 49ers, Dolphins, Lions. Like, that's just how I see it. And the respect for the Lions needs to be there because it's not right now. Yeah. It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. It's not the same old Lions. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our matchups. Did you pick a matchup for this week? It could be a receiver versus corner, coach versus coach, quarterback on quarterback, whatever you want. Yeah. So, man, there's a lot here. Um, Man. I feel like for a matchup that I might like here, um, trying to look for a good one here. I feel like for me personally, I feel like a, a tough matchup. It's not really one-on-one, you could say. But I want to see – so with the Rams versus Steelers game, obviously the story is going to be if they could contain J.J. Watt – or not J.J. Watt, excuse me, T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. And sure. I feel like that's going to be a fun matchup to watch because – you know, right now he's looking like the defensive player of the year. I know there's a lot of time, a lot of weeks left, but I feel like that matchup could be a huge, huge part of if Steelers can uh, win or not. Um, obviously, Kyron Williams out will help him a little bit, but I feel like that matchup right there is probably a fun matchup I'm going to want to watch sure. this week. P.J. Watt against any three defenders, <laughs> three offensive players that they put on him is going to be fun to watch. He's a monster, dude. And if they're not putting three blockers on him, you're doing something wrong. Oh, yeah. Offensive yes. It's even more fun to watch. To see him go to work one-on-one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that, dude. Who's your matchup of the week, T-Dog? My matchup of the week is coach versus coach. It's going to be Todd Bowles versus Arthur Smith. Um, same divi- – it's a divisional game. Uh very identical records. I think this game's going to be who puts their younger quarterback in a better situation to win. And that's why I went with a coach versus coach. Um, it's talent wise. I think they're kind of even mm-hmm. around the, around the board. Um, so what coach is going to put their team in a better situation to win? And I think Arthur Smith is going to do it this week. Um, especially with Todd Bowles, he may be without his quarterback. I know he's questionable. I don't know how questionable, um, but I see Arthur Smith and the Falcons pulling this one out. So, right. I like that matchup. I always like a good coach on coach matchup. You can't can't always go with the typical wide receiver versus corner matchup. Yeah. What about yours? I think we haven't done yours yet. Uh, my matchup this week is going to be uh, Tua versus Hurts, the old uh, Alabama quarterback, uh, you know, competition. I like that one. Tua took his spot in the Natty. And, I mean, Hurts is coming off a loss, so he's got a lot to prove. And, I mean, a lot of haters are coming out of Hurts right now. So, it's just going to be a fun matchup, see how two is going to respond against a really good defense. And then Hurts coming off a loss, like I said. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Yeah, no, I love that pick. I think it's the Sunday night game, right, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great yeah that, that's going to be, you know, that's one of the better Sunday night games we've had this year. I think it's going to be a good one. I think – uh as far as with the Eagles go, obviously they need to bounce back. Hurts probably had his worst game of the year last year. 
and one of probably one of the worser games I've seen from him uh, in a while. And, you know, the Eagles line in general as well did not look good last week. And that, that never happens. They're always dominating the line of scrimmage, you know, one through five, both tackles center and guards. I think they have the best line in football, just full line. Um, And so for the jets to, uh, you know, control it last week for most of the game, that was, you know, we don't, we don't see that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like that's going to be a good bounce back game for them, but it's going to be tough. I know they're home but they're playing the best offense in the league. So it's going to be a fun one. For sure. I'm excited for, sure. for that match. I think it's going to be fireworks. And I don't think either defense is going to have their best game this weekend. Um, Shoot. That that would get us out of the NFL for now. But I did want to spring on one question to you. Um, I didn't even text you this to pre-warn you. But everyone, Jace is a Green Bay Packers fan. Your season hasn't gone according to plan. It's not looking like a Super Bowl season. What would you like to, for them to do, like, to turn this around? It doesn't have to be, like, this season. Obviously, you're probably not going to make that run. But what you thinking for moving forward with this team? So, I think that's a great question. Um, right now, Jordan Love's receiving so much hate. I don't understand that. You look at Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. They both won six games in their first NFL season. So, I didn't even expect to make the playoffs this year. I had no expectations whatsoever. Um, obviously, the Raiders game in week five, that was so bad to watch. That game, uh, that was bad to watch. You know, I can't remember the last time I saw a Packer quarterback throw three picks in a primetime game. So that was uh, a really hard game to watch for me. The Falcons won as well in week two. Obviously, that was Ritter's best game of the season. Our luck. Um, but obviously, you know, you got to credit Arthur Smith, like you said earlier. He's a hell of a coach. Bijan Robinson's a dog. So that, that one's stunned as well. But, you know, the Lions won. That one, you know, they're, they're the second best team in the NFC right now, in my opinion. You know, yeah. I already knew we were going to lose that game. So just kind of going forward, if we make the playoffs, if we don't make the playoffs, obviously I'll be disappointed, but I'm not going to be upset or anything. Like I said, we're the youngest NFL team in the league. I think our average age is like 24 or 25 um, I also saw another stat this week is that we're playing the most rookie guys on snaps this year over any other team. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, learning curves. For sure. um, so, you know, as Packer fans, we got to be patient. And I think Aaron Rodgers said it best on the Pat McAfee show last week. He's t- he told everyone that, hey, love's going to be around a while. You got to be patient. He's a good kid. He's a good learner. He, he studies film a lot. So I'm not worried. I know a lot of people are already saying that they need to move on from love. I find that funny because he has shown flashes this year that he can get the job done. Obviously he has a lot of work to do, whether it comes to accuracy, decision-making uh, deep ball, a little better, you know, little things like that. But obviously that's going to take time. You know, he's only played, he played five games this year. And I think he started one game against the chiefs when Rogers was on COVID. So he's only started six games. I'm not worried completely. You know, I want to still try and win, you know, seven, eight, nine games in that range. If we win less than seven, I'm going to be worried for sure. But I think, you know, with Aaron Jones, who we haven't had since week one, obviously our most valuable offensive weapon. You saw what he can do on both the running game and passing game. I know it was the Bears, but we scored, you know, 34 points or whatever it was. So, you know, I just want to see progression. I want to see improvement. And I feel like right now we're not seeing that because we started out really good at two and one. And now we're starting to go down. So I just want to see improvement from Jordan Love and just maturity. 
but yeah, okay. that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, people are so up and down and way too quick to just give up and bash a guy. I mean, he's still so young. And like you said, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, six wins. Like, and I mean, you know the story, Peyton Manning, you know, he threw all those interceptions in his first couple years or whatever. It's they're so young and it's so early, too quick to tell. Coming from a team that got rid of us third overall pick within two years, like we know the the rush. We're in a 49ers were in a different situation though. We were in a win now, Super Bowl caliber team. Like the Green Bay Packers, they could afford to use this year as a learning and get into the win now next year, you know? So no no rush, no panic on Jordan Love for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it was a perfect time for a rebuild. Obviously, we had, you know, the Rodgers to Adams connection, you know, one of the best connections we've seen in a while. Obviously, you guys stun us in the back a couple times or we would probably have won a ring there. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think it was a perfect time for a rebuild. Obviously, Rodgers is going to be 40 soon, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, that weird face was not at you. It was someone hitting the wall that our <laughs> studio connects to. And I was like, what the hell is that? Nah, you're good, man. Um, all right, let's let's close out the NFL for this week. Let's go outside the NFL, but staying in football, college football. Notre Dame on top, baby. 48 to 20. I just want to throw it on you. Caleb Williams did not look like a Heisman. Three interceptions. Our defense had this guy worried, sick. His O-line was trash. His defense was trash. They haven't faced this competition all year, and their schedule does not get any easier. And I know you're going to try to pull in this hand right now for a fight on, but don't fight on. Notre Dame is on top, <laughs> and you could eat. I'm not even going to say the next word. Jace, UCLA fan, did you love seeing USC lose? Well, one thing that I want to say is this. Caleb Williams is a hell of a quarterback. But they're already saying he's going to be the next Mahomes. People need to slow down. People need to slow down. You know, like you said, they haven't faced an elite defense all year. Once they face one, Caleb Williams throws three picks and one half. So that was a, yeah, that was a bad game for Caleb Williams for sure. But, you know, I'm not sold on this USC team in general. Their defense is so bad whatsoever. And, you know, they have probably the best offense in the nation averaging. I think it was like 48 points a game, but their defense has given up 40 points a game. So, you know, that's where they're at right now. Tough being a fucking USC fan, dude. It's Lincoln Riley, bro. I mean, he was in Oklahoma. He always had the quarterbacks, the offense. When did he ever have the defense, dude? Never. never. It's never happened. You think he would figure that out by now? But he doesn't. And Notre Dame, whip that ass. <laughs> <sighs> um. All right. I'm done with college football. And I want to get into some NBA. We haven't really sparked NBA talk. Um, we're going to as it's ramping up. It starts next week on Tuesday. So, Jace, I know you love to talk about basketball. Um, if Guys, I didn't introduce Jace right. Um, I'll say it on the closing part. But right now, he has a podcast, Up Your Score. Go check it out on Spotify, anywhere you stream, correct? And on YouTube now. Um, so, I want you to break down your top five NBA title contenders as we sit right now. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I actually recorded a NBA one yesterday. So this is perfect. Uh, fresh off my mind. Um, does it have to be in a specific order or is it just five teams? Um, I would like an order, but okay. no pressure. 
You could just give your yeah, five. It's so, and then... it's so early if you can't. So, come. okay. So, and you could totally be biased if you want. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be biased on my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, I have Celtics really quick as the one seed to okay. get the number one seed. However, they are not my number one favorite. I'm gonna go with the Bucks just because. Damian Lillard and Giannis. I mean, this duo is going to be scary. And Lakers coach Darvin Ham said it best. He was obviously the assistant coach with the Bucks when they won the ring. And he pretty much just told everyone, good luck. It's going to be a hard duo to stop. And not only do they have them, but they kept Middleton too in that trade. I think that was super impressive. You know, we saw what Middleton did against the Suns in that finals. I mean, this guy turned into like, you know, a prime Kobe. Like he wasn't missing shots. So if he can get back to that level with Damian Lillard and Giannis, I think that has to be number one, in my opinion, right now. Um, number two, I'm going to be a little biased here. I'm going to put the Lakers at two. Here is why. Yes, okay? Here is why. I if you're a Lakers fan or not. Let's the go. Lakers last year had a weird season, right? They start out two and ten. Everyone was counting them out. They come all the way back. And LeBron barely comes back just in time for the playoffs. And they go to the Western Conference Finals. And not only did they do it, but they beat the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. They beat a very cocky team in the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, I think that run was super impressive. And if LeBron, you know, if he had more time before the playoffs, like he literally came back and it was game one of the playoffs. I really believe if they had some more games played with their whole chemistry together, you know, I'm not saying they would have beat Denver, but it definitely would have been a sweep. That was a, obviously an ugly series. But the reason why I'm going Lakers is you look at what they did, right? They extended Austin Reeves. They extended Jared Vanderbilt. They extended Rui Hachimura. Those three guys were very, very huge in those playoffs. And then they signed Jackson Hayes. They signed Christian Wood, who I am super high on. Yes. You know, for his career, he's averaging, you know, 17 and 10 off the bench. How, do, how would you not want that? And then they add Gabe Vincent, who was a huge part of the Heat's finals uh, appearance last year. So I'm liking our bench. I think by far we have the best bench in the league. I don't even think that's being biased. Like, no. if you just look, we have the best bench in the league. Which they haven't had in recent years. You know? No, no. It's kind of been their weak point. Yes, I agree. And so, you know, as long as all those players that performed last year do it again, I think we can make the finals. I know the West, super tough, yeah. super tough. But so, I think we I think we have a chance. Okay. So you got Bucks at one, Lakers at two. Who rounds out your three, four, and five? So for three, I'm gonna go Celtics. Okay. Four. I'm gonna go Celtics. Four, man. Four, I'll probably go Suns just because you know they got the best starting five in the league. Okay. And then at five, I probably just gotta go with the defending champs in Denver. But yeah, that would be my five. So no worries. All no. right. I'm gonna go opposite of you. Um I'm going to give you my list um, since you didn't want to add them on yours. I got number one, Warriors. Um, I don't even need to explain this. The experience on this team is insane. Um, they're going to run into some issues um, with depth, but I think the experience is going to excel them, and we'll be holding up the, the trophy at the end of the year, um, and you guys won't. And then number two, I got the Bucks. Number three, I got Nuggets. Number four, I got Celtics. And number five, I have the Lakers, okay? Um, I think the winner's definitely coming out of the West. My list was West heavy for sure. Um, but that's my list. Josh, what's yours? 
originally I wrote on here I had the Nuggets at two. Kind of just after thinking a little bit, I gotta agree with Jace. Me personally, I'm a little more biased than you. I got my Lakers at one. They got LeBron fucking James, Anthony fucking Davis. We talked about the bench. I mean, come on. But my number two, I'm going with the Bucks. You're right, dude. They are looking dangerous this year. Dame did it, dude. He got out of Portland finally. And but ah, the Nuggets, I don't know if I want to put him at three or five anymore. I'm gonna put him at three. They did it. I mean, Jokic is insane, dude. What should have should have been three-peated MVP for being honest here. He's insane. I mean, their team was insane. They were hitting all the shots, playing great defense, moving the ball. But number four, I'm going Celtics. And number five, I got the Warriors in there. I'm not too high on the Suns. I know their starting roster is crazy. But uh, something about KD and Book. They always find a way to. So real quick, here's why I don't have the Warriors, because I'm pretty sure you're wondering why. Chris Paul, you're lucky you threw a camera. Chris Paul is just not going to fit well with them. He's not going to fit well with them. They're starting Clay Thompson at the four. That's not going to work. That's a defensive mismatch. That's insane. So I just don't understand what what Steve Kerr is going to do. Obviously, he's a mastermind. I know he's a great coach. He's going to find a way. But I just when you when you face the Jokic's, the LeBrons, the Durants, the Bookers, I just don't see him getting past those teams. I think so. My argument to that is we're going to experiment at the beginning of the season for sure with that, with the rotation, how you want to see it. I really see towards the middle end of the season that Chris Paul is going to be coming off the bench. Um, because when Steph Curry wasn't on the fl- floor, we are terrible in point differential. And I think that's where it's going to help where you could get Curry off the floor, get him his rest, and Paul will be in and keep that even or if not a little bit like better for the Warriors. And I know they're saying he's going to start right now, but I just think it's going to end up being coming off the bench where that's going to turn our season around. Yeah. I I love that. I was actually going to ask you that, but you answered my question. I think he would be better off the bench. And like you said, when Curry's out, it showed last year in the playoffs, they just didn't have the depth. Um, But no, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You know, you could never doubt, uh, you know, You're wrong. the Smash Bros. So yeah, that's why I threw them in my top five, to be honest. Just because, I mean, Trent said the experience, the experience. <laughs> All right, <laughs> one thing. Okay, we're we're taking long shots at this because it's the NBA titles so far away. One that is far, far away. What's not far away is the World Series. It is one series away. So, who is your favorite in the World Series right now? And it's tough. Rangers up 2-0 right now in the ALCS, the only undefeated team. But then you're looking at the Phillies. I think they're beating the D-backs right now, like 10-0. Obviously, it's going to be between those two. But, you know, I'm sad. I'm going for the D-backs in this playoffs, um, obviously, because I live here. But obviously, you know, I'm liking what they're doing. They're young core. This is just the start of the rebuild. But for the Phillies on the other side, I mean, their lineup top to bottom it's just ridiculous. And I just, you know, I want to pick the Rangers. They've never won a world series. Obviously they could have won it in, in 2011, but they choked against the Cardinals. But for me personally, I'm probably going to have to pick the Phillies. They obviously came up a little short last year, losing to the Astros in the world series. So, you know, they're hungry. They want the redemption. They're just having a blast. 
And I think that's the most popular pick. So I got to go Phillies. I think Josh agrees with you on that. Am I wrong? Yeah, we can all agree on. I think we can all agree on one thing, though, is fuck the Houston Astros. Right? Oh, yeah. Nobody wants them to win. That. Yeah. I I have the Rangers opposite of you guys. Um, for the reason they don't have a World Series, represent the AL West. I'm an Angels fan. I mean, if we're not going to represent the AL West, might as well have the champs represent it. So I'm hoping the winner does come out of there, except not Houston. If it's Houston against Philly or Houston against Diamondbacks, by all means, Diamondbacks or Philly could take it. But I got the Rangers. Yeah, no, I love that pick. Like we said, they're the they're the only undefeated team left right now. They're kicking the Astros' butts up 2-0. Now they're going back home. You know, I could potentially see a sweep, but you know, yeah, I think Rangers for sure make it. I think uh, Phillies are probably going to make it, so I think that's going to be a good matchup there. All right, man. Well, I know you expanded our brains. I hope our listeners got a little good piece. Um, if you guys want more knowledge, go check out Up Your Score podcast it is him and he sometimes had guests on i've been a guest on his show um would love to be back on you're more than welcome to come back on our show this was smooth i hope the video i hope the audio comes out clean for everyone listening and watching yeah hopefully better than uh cowboys yeah the chandler one that was kind of (laughs) shitty um but it's a learning curve guys thank you jace again yeah Um, of course appreciate it yes sir all right have a good one thank you see you guys Alrighty, guys. Um, like I said, that was Jace from Up Your Score Podcast. Thank you so much, man, for joining. Yeah, tune um, in for sure to his podcast. He's got some good stuff over there. I checked out his episode of Trent. That's a good one for sure. Yeah, um, he's on YouTube. Um, but let's finish out the show. Let's talk UFC. It's happening. UFC 294 is yeah. on deck this weekend. We almost didn't get into it, but we had to get into it. It's a big weekend this weekend. Josh is going to break it down. Let's do it. There's a crazy switch up a week or so ago, and it honestly might have made the card even a little bit better. I think so. Dude, I mean, you got two guys moving up in weight classes. You got Volk moving up to lightweight to fight Islam, challenge him for the lightweight championship. And he did this. He said he was weighing 181 pounds when he got the call. And he has to fight at 155. 181? I didn't hear that, but that's insane. And it was on like 10 days, 11 days notice. You know, these professionals, though. Dude, get these done. guys are dogs. And then, but I'm taking Volk in that one. I, he was so close to getting it done last uh, last time they fought. This is a rematch. I'm taking Volk. It's going to be tough. I mean, on 11 days' notice, cutting all that weight and everything. But if we any, can't let that be an excuse. Yeah, no. He took the fight. For sure, but I'm just saying. That's, that's, why, that's my reason. Not an excuse, yeah. but it's going to be tough. And, but I'm just, I'm rooting for my dog, Volk. You got Volk or Islam in that one? I got Volk. Let's go. I said, look. (laughs) That's funny. I said this. Taking the fight on short notice against Islam, I'm taking Alexander. Because I think he is an ultimate pro. He's going to be able to handle. Yeah. So You know, I mean, oh, man. I don't even know if that's true that he was 180 pounds. I feel like he has to be somewhat ready at all times dude islam is fighting you know he wanted that rematch he's right he'll be ready he'll be ready and uh next and then i don't know if it's a co-main it should be you got kamaru usman the ex uh welterweight champ moving up to middleweight to fight kamzat chemaev i mean that's gonna be a dog fight i think it's gonna be a war 
Kamzah has never been taken down. Uh, and Does he get taken down this weekend? He might. I was going to say, Usman has only been taken down once, and that was in his last fight. It was the first time he ever got taken down by Leon Edwards. So who's going to get taken down, and who's going to control it on the ground, in a clinch, up against the cage? I think that's probably going to get it done. Unless someone gets knocked the fuck out. Because it's going to be a war for sure. Yeah. It's going to be a nice. And I'm if it's not the co-main event, I'm kind of surprised. But it should be. But it's on the card. So yeah. we'll enjoy it. I hope it's a five-round fight. Because I'm looking forward to that one. And if it doesn't end in the third, I want it to just keep going. All right. Yes, sir. I'm excited for that UFC fight card. But, I mean, I think that's all we got for them, right? Yeah. Let's um, close out the show. Deuces. Deuces.